0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby, and Casey and I have just finished a delicious bean enchilada salad. It's one of her little specialities. Now, we used Durango green chili sauce, and I can't remember what brand it was, but they're like... It's like cheese-flavored refried beans, so that was kind of cool. Um, Now, moving on. We've had a big little day today um, because we've watched some films since the last time that we've talked. One of them was last night. I'll say we watched Possessor, um, that Cronenberg movie, Cronenberg Jr. And, you know, it was pretty wild. It had Kit Harington uh, from Game of Thrones, Infamy and interestingly dealt with like you've seen possessions take place from the perspective of the victim many times this one blends that showing you you know the goal of the possessor cool film had nice imagery apparently there was an uncut version that i don't think casey and i saw um which is fine because the one that we did see was plenty good honestly better than the mosquito coast which we watched also yesterday um now okay we went to sleep because we stayed up late watching that scary movie it wasn't scary by the way it was not it was tense it was not scary um like not even a a horror film so the word possessor as a title yeah iffy about that anyway moving along When we got up this morning, we took to scraping off the muck of the floor of our guest bathroom because we're supposed to have the floor polished and coated tomorrow, even though we've never got a confirmation from the company. We'll see how that goes. Um, But we wanted to get the vinyl up as much as possible. And even though the top rubbery layer of our linoleum pulled right up, the adhesive paper and glue stuck into the grooves of the concrete and you have to boil water and scrape and scrape and casey had been scraping for many an hour and um, we both set to it today and made quick work of it so that was pretty cool uh in the meantime our we got so sweaty and gross and we knew hey when we finish this we're gonna watch fanny and alexander the igmar Bergman film now Unbeknownst to us, today would have been his birthday. He would have been like 103 years old. That was a coincidence. Casey pulled it up. We had no idea it it was his birthday. Um, He is a Swedish filmmaker. When Casey pulled it off the counter at the movie rental store, I was like, oh, I've been waiting until I feel like my Swedish is good enough to watch some more Bergman. But, hey, it's pretty good. My Swedish is pretty good. I will say we started the movie... After opening, it came in two boxes, right, two clamshells, and one of them was all special features. The other had two versions of the film, the theatrical cut, which was over three hours long, or the television cut, which was five hours long. So when we were faced with this idea, oh, God, what are we going to be missing if we don't watch the five-hour Swedish movie? I looked it up, and I found out that he made it as a miniseries for Swedish TV in 1982. It was meant to be his last film, Um, but he had to edit it down to release it elsewhere for theaters, and that became Best Foreign Picture winner... Um, amongst other things. I think it won four Academy Awards. It was a big movie in 1982, I guess. 1983. And, of course, it's Criterion. We got the Criterion Blu-ray. That's why we had both cuts. And when we looked it up, I found on the Criterion subreddit, somebody goes, hey, you know, all the people said, watch the long one. Watch the long one. And then one guy was like, look, it's the same story. If you watch the short one, still three hours plus. You you know what happens in this movie. You see the things, mostly. If you really want more, you can go watch the longer version. If your time is precious to you at all, in any kind of way, the other one will suffice. So Casey and I did that. We watched the shorter version. And um, you know what, man? It was very melancholic. It was so slow. Um, It was a masterpiece. It was beautiful. No doubt, beautiful. It had a lot of truth behind it and curiosities and, yeah, really a mirror of life in so many ways. But it was boring. It was slow. And Casey and I were talking about how the Mosquito Coast and It were made at a similar time. One being a foreign art film made by someone much older, even than Peter Weir who directed The Mosquito Coast. Um, But Possessor was a newer movie, destined, I think, to be maybe a cult classic or at least a film that's not seen as like, it's not, I don't know. I can't imagine it has so much critical acclaim. Um, But it was technically better made, as idiotic as that sounds, right? One thing is known as a masterpiece by a revered uh, auteur, The other one is like, yeah, it was a goofy, gross kind of movie. Not goofy, but, you know, it had vibes. And you still are like, well, at least that one with vibes kept me entertained. Kept me, didn't, I don't know, man. Like, take its sweet time with, like, slow things. And uh, different strokes for different folks. Some people will prefer one or the other. And at the end of the day, I'm like, yeah, Fanny and Alexander is, like, a more noteworthy film. Does not necessarily mean it's entertaining. Um, also to speak on my understanding of the Swedish spoken um, here's the hard thing there were parts where they would speak slowly and I would understand them they'd be giving speeches there were plays um, because it takes they're all actors and stuff in the movie not all of them but you know there's a theater troupe so they would speak slowly and I'd be like oh yeah okay I don't need to read this But in other times, when they're speaking more conversationally, Swedish is known as a language where they like really, really blur. It's very hard for non-natives to listen and be like, wait, what? Because they just delete syllables and blur sentences together at times. Um, What made it hard for me to watch the movie without the subtitles was, well, I, I, I don't know, it's hard to say. It's not hard to say. It's just a hard thing to ascribe words to. Swedish is in the V2 word order. So it's, they say things all jambled. So if you're listening to it and reading it, you feel a bit schizophrenic, if that makes sense. And it's hard to ignore the subtitles. So there were points in the movie where I gave up altogether trying to listen to the Swedish and of course just read. Um, there were other points where I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. I totally get the gist. Totally get the gist. So that was kind of cool to see. And you would always recognize words and be like, oh, it's so funny to hear them hear them say that. You know? It sounds so different from a real human. Granted, humans in a period piece who are speaking like, the equivalent of very proper. You know what I mean? I imagine. I imagine. Not all the time. Um, yeah, and also culturally interesting to see what early 1900s Sweden was portrayed as. It was a movie that juxtaposes... Extreme liberalism and progressivism in a way, with conservative um, austerity. Both things that uh, you could classify Scandinavia as. And so I think that, or you know, as, as having prevalent streaks of in ways. And the children being brought up in a home that is like so grossly open, as I was kind of saying to Casey, like. I grew up in a house that was pretty open. It had that same kind of, you know, bend of Scandinavian like just it's not a, it's not bad to say things per se. Um but they're like crawling in like there's this one scene where the older kid crawls in bed with Alexander, the young boy, and taunts him that uh, her the uncle is having an affair with his milkmaid. So even though we know that you like crawling into the milkmaid's bed, leave her alone, because uncle's going to be sneaking in her room tonight. Like, that kind of thing. And then just everyone talking about their affairs so openly and just being, like, gross about that sort of thing. Um, you, you watch it the first third of the movie, and you're like, oh, it's too much, right? And then they show you this crazy, um, regressive, conservative, gross, evil um, and it has you being like, wow, no, you know, and we miss the openness and the like colors and nice people with smiles and laughter, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, also I'm trailing off here, but I had more interactions with Tesla today regarding our solar roof and I got an email from them. I've been getting regular emails from them that say, uh, we've submitted your project for utility approval. And it's like, yeah, I know you, you were supposed to have done that months ago. I'm sick of getting these updates, but every time I go to look, I'm just reassured that it was submitted. So let me double check. And I called the guy and he was like, yeah, it's just auto. It's just reaffirming that we've submitted it. Um, She sent an email to your, your city today, this morning. And usually they don't respond. Uh, It's just, contacting the void i see that your your town and he kind of laughed he goes your town is like the worst on our system the only town where it takes longer to get permission for solar is uh like southern los angeles he said i think he said southern los angeles but he's like los angeles takes longer but you it says on our system that the average approval is 13 plus weeks and um i don't know man at this point it's like well haven't we been waiting like six (laughs) <laughs> like, I mean really i 've been waiting a year, but since you really submitted this most recent version like hasn 't it been like many weeks you know and uh, I said okay i 'll give them a call, and I called our city and they were just it just went straight to voicemail, and it was this woman rambling on the voicemail message about how overworked and under uh, staffed they are and how busy it is so if you're even hearing this message of course they can't talk to you but they only work three days a week for four hours a day and then not lunch and then two hours so oh and by the way uh, don't bother us she literally in the message she goes any correspondence be it uh, over the phone or email we will have to take our busy time to read and respond so it will just slow down your application process. And that's infuriating. That's insanity. And I can't believe people just continue to think that's okay um, or put up with it or whatever. I don't know the other, any other choice. So, guys, on that note, hey, please stay healthy. I'm sure there were other things I thought about today. But, uh, yeah, Fanny and Alexander. It's a long movie. Could have been even longer, apparently. And there were definitely parts in the movie where you're like, uh, surely... She has, like, surely this woman has a reason for loving this guy that was cut out of this version of the film. Like, surely they've had a conversation, at least, that gives him some redeemable motive and he's not just a one-dimensional evil villain. Well, who knows? Who knows? Does it matter? Right? Does it really, truly matter? Okay. Hey, thank you so much. Stay healthy. Come again tomorrow.